0: hello and welcome to the third installment of cut and dry sports now this week uh, we've uh, I thought I had a lot of interesting NBA topics to talk about uh, we obviously have the NFL we're in the midst of that season but uh for, uh, for the most part uh just excited about um, what I'm seeing in the sports world uh, I'm gonna bring on uh, my my colleague uh, vandy so we can talk a little NBA um, but for the, um, I'm actually really excited from what I see in the uh, the NFL, in in, in terms of, uh, I guess more more so I'm excited to see like what I've seen in terms of surprises, and uh, the like the L.A. Rams or New York Jets, but uh, there, there's just uh, so much to talk about. And we, we're gonna we have divisions. We have like divisional battles that are heating up, uh, such as the the Tennessee Titans in the AFC South with the, the the Houston Texans, who are really starting to heat up with their uh, their young quarterback in Deshaun Watson, now Indianapolis is is in a weird place uh, for that, but I think they're competing and they're playing hard. Uh, they obviously would like to have Andrew Luck, but they don't. Uh, and I think Jacoby Brissett has done a nice job filling in for them. And we have just the AFC West is uh, going to be really tough. Uh, Record wise, they're not. Quite as stout As I thought they would be uh, But they're obviously very good teams We clearly have the Chiefs Leading the pack we'll, who are 5-2 and two now Which I, I thought they would be A little bit farther along considering that they started Off undefeated but I think they're going to bounce back I think Alex Smith should have a, a reasonable game this week Then we You know we have the NFC and the NFC East Is uh, doing really, um, They're about I don't know, I, I thought that they would be better uh, I thought the New York Giants would play A lot better, <laughs> a lot of people actually picked them To win the division, which is pretty mind-boggling At this point, considering that they played so well Last year um, And the the defensive improvement They showed last year, I never would have expected them to go um, This to happen, but if you look at the uh, the Patterns that They show this season, whether it be The offensive line or The outburst by Odell uh, they just uh, They've left a lot to be desired I thought they defensively uh, What they they did in the previous Off season with getting Olivier Averin And getting Janaris Jenkins and getting these pieces And the emergence of Landon Collins And really to becoming the best safety in football uh, I thought this was uh, paramount For them to take the next step And quite possibly get back to the Super Bowl But uh, Philadelphia's uh, Done I think the best job In, in football right now With uh, getting their young quarterback adjusted uh, Carson Wentz is, a what, only in his second year, and he's uh, he's playing like an MVP caliber player. Uh, we go into the NFC North, and we have the devastating news of Aaron Rodgers, uh, who quite honestly might be the most uh, valuable asset in all of football. Um, I, I don't believe that they have a very good uh, roster in, in Green Bay. I think they have a lot of average. You look at their all around that roster defensively. I think they're an average team. I think Don Capers for years has masked a lot of their issues in terms of schematics and what they do. I see uh, the Detroit Lions. They've sort of plateaued after we. Uh, some people jump the horse on on the Lions. I, I like Matthew Stafford a lot. I like his talent. I like what he brings to the table. He's in. He's um. He's in the Aaron Rodgers category of uh, this team. Wouldn't be very much without them. Minnesota, I think, has the best roster in that division. Uh, probably one of the best rosters in the NFC. You could argue that they're top three in the NFC. A lot of nice players. They haven't figured out quarterback yet. Uh, Sam Bradford can't seem to stay healthy. We don't know the future of Teddy Bridgewater. And we have guys like Case Keenum, who does a nice uh, is a nice serviceable quarterback, but it's not a quarterback you can win a Super Bowl with. Then we have the NFC South, the emergence of New Orleans, uh, winning fourth straight after starting 0-2. Uh, they've run the ball uh particularly well. Their defense has had their moments, but uh, New Orleans uh, defense, I believe, is always going to be or the failure of the defense is always going to be the narrative down there in the Bayou. But uh, Cam Newton's been up and down in Carolina, Atlanta. We don't know what's going on with them. Uh, more than likely, it's Super Bowl hangover, and they just they just haven't found a way to get it right. Uh, they obviously lost Kyle Shanahan and replaced him with Steve Sarkeesian, so I, I believe that's a big factor in it all. We have the West We have the, the Rams And there's just a lot of divisional battles uh, I, I actually like the Rams to win the division uh, Based on what I've seen so far I don't think Seattle can uh, truly protect uh, Russell Wilson And I think they, they Probably should make some trades Prior to the deadline uh, But uh, I think other than Percy Harvin Which wasn't even a, a midseason trade It was uh, I believe it was right before the season uh, Prior to the, uh, the 2013 season but we had players. Uh, Seattle has just disappointed. Um, I, I guess it's it, it's not to say that it, it shouldn't have been expected, but I I think that we we hopes uh, so badly for them to present a roster that was better than it was, and I, I see their offensive line and just it, it's disappointing. Obviously, the run game hasn't been the same since uh, the departure of Marshawn Lynch. So uh, it, Seattle's Seattle's a, a maybe right now. It's it, it's a little difficult to think about uh, Seattle making the Super Bowl with this roster, as as good as they've been for um, for the tenure of Pete Carroll and and I'm coming up blank on the GM right now, but uh, the the Pete Carroll regime. And I look at uh, another team like Arizona. Arizona, I think is uh, in in rebuilding more than they're willing to admit. Uh, Carson Palmer probably has one year left if he can stay healthy, and and playing high level. San Francisco is obviously in rebuild. I think John Lynch has done a fantastic job in trying to rebuild the roster. Um, that's obviously the talent's pretty bare. They're not playing very well, but it's it's to be expected with that uh, that level of a roster. And uh, they they just got blown up by Dallas, but Dallas is one of them probably the most talented team in the NFC. Um, so, I, it, there's a lot of stuff from the NFL this week. Uh, just make sure we're, I'm sure we, as fans, are going to make sure we're paying attention. Um, I actually didn't mention the Bears, really, but um, when I was talking about the NFC, um, because I, 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 you know, I'm I, in the Chicagoland area, I'm, I'm in the, the Chicago talk radio stratosphere, if, for lack of a better term. But I, I, I see the talk about Trubisky and what the future with him and John Fox and how there's a little bit of a disconnect between uh, what's being told and what the narrative should be versus what's actually happening. Now, John Fox, the head coach, is a coach that's a lame duck. He's in the lame duck situation. He's in the final year of his contract. And Ryan Fox has made it pretty evident when he – not okay, I wouldn't say he's made it pretty evident, but it, it's – from hearing from Ryan Pace and, and what he wants from his team, he wants to be able to have leadership built around the quarterback, and it's his ability to make guys around him better. guys or A guy that can have their offense run smoothly smoothly, and someone that can lead the troops. And uh, Mitch is uh, Ryan's guy. He's he stitched his wagon to him, his career with the Bears, um, be a – Mitchell Trubisky but uh, What we've seen from John Fox Is a guy who's trying to win now to possibly secure His job and we're not Sure and it, from my opinion I'm not Sure that that will save his job considering the Fact that the narrative Should be developing this young quarterback And I know him playing The The first step big step was him One learning the playbook and two Him getting in and playing Because you're not going to get any better not Playing uh, But I, I think that the I think John Fox might have a disconnect in the sense that his interpretation of him saving his job here in Chicago should be to win football games. When in fact, I'm sure I'm, I think Ryan Pace, in my humble opinion, is feels that like getting themselves closer to winning a Super Bowl is through the development development of this young quarterback in, in Trubisky. And I'm not sure that John Fox um, sees that vision, but it's it's. it's it's something to keep an eye on, because John Fox and is really in his experience. Aside from one one year with Tim Tebow, John Fox hasn't really had to work with young quarterbacks. Oh, and Jimmy Clausen. Sorry, yeah, Jimmy Clawson is a pretty forgettable. Forgettable quarterback, but it, you look at that. John Fox hasn't had you know these this issue of having to deal with the development of younger players, and he he's used to turning around rosters pretty quickly. Uh, although I don't think that John Fox has encountered. A roster as poorly built as the one he inherited in Chicago As well as Ryan Pace But I think Ryan has done a great Or uh, Pace has done a great job Of, of building the roster And I, I think that what is, What's what's going to happen moving forward Is I, don't, I, I fully expect for John Fox To be dismissed as head coach And for them to find a guy That can one, develop Mitchell Trubisky And I think that Ryan Pace is, is well aware of uh, how he wants him developed and what he wants to see from his offense, considering his pedigree um, dating back to New Orleans. So I, I think that those are some things that they're going to be looking for moving forward. And I, I think that this, the communicative and the and the clear disconnect in terms of what we, we hear from Ryan Pace and what's actually happening on the field is happening. Now I'm not saying that Ryan paces and want them to win on the field But I feel like that is going to be placed Ahead of making sure that Mitch Is is grasping the offense and the Plays and for him to feel comfortable in The NFL. Uh, now moving on to The NBA, uh, this past week We've seen um, a lot of stuff lying around It's, it's still really early in the year um, But pretty early We've seen uh, some pretty incredible play uh, From a lot of great players uh, One in particular Is um, Giannis Antetokounmpo Who's a uh, Really, just trying to separate himself as an MVP candidate, and I, I fully accept uh, expect him to um, make a strong case. He's averaging almost thirty, like thirty six and a half points a game. He's he's rebounding the ball particularly well. He's getting guys um, good looks. He's uh, passing the ball uh, very well, and he's shooting fifty percent from the from the field. He's long. He's athletic, and he he's getting to the rim at absolutely at really gracefully and at will I like. I, I'm terrified of the idea of Giannis Antetokounmpo developing the three-point shot or a jump sh- any jump shot for that matter, because he's so dynamic in so in so many other different areas. Now, with that being said, I feel like um, his ability to create and and really. Carry a team and start to Similar to what uh, LeBron does for Cleveland And his ability to create for the entire team Not just himself Is going to be something that's going to be uh, Such a key component to their team for years to come uh, The health of Jabari Parker For Giannis is going to be key And having that other Offensive weapon you'd like for Jabari To develop more of a jump shot Because he is such a, he is such a gifted offensive player um, So that'll be It'll be interesting to see how that develops as in terms of a team. Uh, other notable players, uh, no shock here. LeBron James is having um, a great start to the season. Uh, he just had a – last night he just had a triple-double uh, against Brooklyn, although one of the things he needs to fix is the turnovers. He did have eight turnovers. That's something that I'm sure he's going to start to uh, work out of his game. Uh in terms of his MVP case Because I, I fully believe that this is I think he wants this one pretty badly In terms of the MVP trophy uh, and No no guy's ever won it in his 15 year, 15th year And I think with all the talk about Russell Westbrook and, and what the Warriors have been doing And all this stuff that's been flying around That really is just kind of I guess, I guess I'll use the word deterring From his people noticing how I mean Noticing how great he is, and it's not that he isn't great, but all this talk that about all this stuff about him losing in the finals, and him, and all these acquisitions with Kyrie talking about moving to Boston, and creating his own legacy away from LeBron. You have the you have the Gordon Hayward situation where he's hurt, and now it's all all eyes are on Kyrie. You have. You have Golden State and how they're going to find a ways to repeat with Kevin Durant and, you know, being in his second year and how he's acclimated himself. You have the Big Three in Oklahoma City. You have all these narratives, and where I'm sure it's frustrating for him to have these stories detracting from what he's trying to do and creating his legacy in this case against Michael Jordan and being the greatest player of all time. So I think I think in particular he's gonna want this one pretty badly. So you have games like the uh, turnovers, and I, I'm sure he's, um, I'm sure he's more than ready to fix these, uh, fix these uh, mistakes. And I, I think that it's gonna, it's gonna manifest itself in a in a really just great basketball year for LeBron. But now I'm gonna bring on uh, my colleague Vandy. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk hoops. And we got uh, we got we got some stuff in the NBA we're gonna talk about it's uh it'll be interesting, so here we bring on Vandy. Now we got my boy Vandy on. We're gonna talk some NBA, but uh this uh this past week because I, I I remember seeing it I kind of wanted to get your opinion about it because it is it is relevant in the Western Conference although they are a bit of a struggling team. Uh, Eric Bledsoe recently tweeted, "I don't want to be here." Um,
1: he was he was at a barbershop.
0: shop. Yeah, he <laughs> claimed to be at a barbershop. shop, and yeah, so we have we have this going on, and it, it I don't know, and I see that I I'm thinking okay, well, oof. and that's not a really good look for Bledsoe, and and not not really talking with his his front office and getting um, really like confronting and, and consulting with the, not only his his guys or his agent or his team, but it's just. I don't know. I, I, to me, I, I'm not a big fan of this passive aggressive. I'm going to get my I want.
1: So, first first of all, let us talk about the good things that happened uh, in Phoenix over the past um, week or so. Mm-hmm. All right. The Phoenix Suns um, sacked Errol Watson. And now, um, two games. They, they have played two games already, and they won both games. So, do you think. Um, coaching was a problem in Phoenix, or do you think the players, Phoenix just don't have the players to compete in the Western Conference?
0: My whole thing has been, one, I I don't, I'm not a fan of Phoenix's management. That's just my thing. I I, I look at some of the decisions that they've made over the past couple of years, and I see, like, the firing of Jeff Hornacek. Like, I, I, I still, to this day, do not understand that move. I thought he was a good coach. Uh, for the young players and I thought he was a good voice and I, I look at some of these like like one they some of the guys are drafted like Alex Len, who's I believe a top five pick. He hasn't performed very well or hasn't been given a very good opportunity. I look at the like the plethora of guards that they brought in. Not only that but traded them away, haven't really had any offensive production since then. Yeah, they had the game. They had the season when they won forty nine games. They don't make the playoffs. Are you are you
1: are you trying to defend his firing? All because he's from Emmer's? I uh,
0: it's it's more so from the fact that like, I'm not sure what Phoenix is trying to do. Like I remember early in the uh, Philadelphia's rebuild, it was kind of like they were making all these moves. They were you know they were cutting players, they were trading, they were doing sign in trades to kind of just clear some cap, and then they would you know like, like the Michael Carter Williams thing. I remember. I vividly remember where they draft Michael Carter Williams. He's rookie of the year. He has a great year, and then they trade him. I'm thinking, okay, well then, what's the future here in in Philadelphia? Because I'm not sure what did, it is. Did,
1: did Michael Carter Williams win the rookie of the year with Phoenix? Or? No, 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 no. With, uh, with yeah.
0: Philadelphia, I'm just I'm comparing yeah. it to. I'm not sure what the direction is for Phoenix. They they have some nice young players. The issue is, is they haven't made it clear what what the direction is moving forward. Um and I, I, I like a, I like some of their players like I liked Bledsoe health was always an issue with him. Uh, I see Devin Booker who can light it up better than almost as well as anybody in the NBA. <clears throat> I like the drafting of like guys like Marquise Chris, or I see um, J- J-
1: Josh Jackson.
0: Josh Jackson, who's a very nice defensive piece and a guy that can probably give you fifteen a night um, when you, when he does acclimate himself in the NBA. I see other players like guys like T.J. Warren, who's a nice player, but I just they haven't had a guy, really since Nash left, that you can say, all right, I can point to and say that's our guy, that's our leader, and we can start building around these players. I just haven't seen that guy. Devin Booker may be that guy. I just haven't seen it from him yet in terms of uh, leadership.
1: Um, a team like Phoenix should probably go for Anthony Davis, or. Boogie,
0: you think they have? Yeah,
1: game? like I mean, like I, make some make some moves. Like you can ship out Devin Poker for somebody. You just need like some established player in the NBA right now. Yeah, that's. I'm
0: not sure that I'm. See, my thing is, I feel like it's like when you talk about trading someone like Devin Poker, I think it's similar to like a Chris a Chris trade, mainly because you're you're trading a young guy. Mm. For assets for the future, and that's and that in itself is somewhat of a paradox. So so and that you I feel like you, like unless you unless you feel like Devin Booker isn't a guy that you can build around or isn't a piece that you feel like brings you closer to winning a championship, then yes, absolutely, I think you should trade. You know Devin Mm-mm. Booker if you really feel like he isn't that guy, but they they haven't made it clear as to what they want out of their players and and. And what they are looking to build with each player, and and what what the mission like sort of like what the mission statement is, and I just I, I think it's 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 a lot similar to what Philadelphia did early, uh, until Sam uh, Sam Hankey was making it clear we're getting we're just acquiring talent, and I think that only takes you so far. I think uh, Philadelphia uh, was lucky uh, in that they that they got guys like Ben Simmons, they got Joel Embiid, who was a very nice player. But it it just, you know, it just it isn't very clear.
1: Yeah. That's NBA basketball.
0: I just, you you Mm got to have one of the top five, top five, top eight players in the league for you to really contend, if you ask me.
1: I just feel players right now, I I, I so overrated. Like, players who enter the draft. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I feel they aren't ready for the NBA. Like, yeah, from 2013 to 2016. I think all the draft classes, yeah, they're, like, so bad.
0: What about like, uh, what about a kid like Simmons? I, I,
1: ben Simmons? He might be uh, yeah. a liar. Since 2013, I can't count, like, 10 players in the NBA who are drafted who are ready to play in the NBA. I don't
0: know. I see, I see guys. Since, like,
1: since 2013.
0: Was it Giannis in 2013? Yeah,
1: Giannis. Let's go.
0: Yeah, Giannis is drafted.
1: Victor Ladipo.
0: Victor Oladipo is a nice player. He's just he's not a star player.
1: Yeah, but um, no, nah, he's he's NBA ready. That's my point.
0: Oh yeah, no, he's an NBA ready player. Uh, Bradley Beal is a nice. Oh, Bradley Beal is actually twenty twelve. from yeah. Twenty thirteen on yeah, uh, I mean, in terms of that, I see um, Anthony Davis twenty twelve. So I, I see guys like Simmons, Alonzo, I think is gonna be a, a very nice player. Hmm, maybe um, I think Tatum's gonna be a nice player. Yeah,
1: Jason Tatum.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know, you have to hit on some guys. Um, I mean, it, you know, it, I think it all depends on management, though, when you look at stuff like that.
1: Yeah, like, mean, like, yeah. like people like Devin Booker, they, um, he was so overrated. So now...
0: I mean, I don't think Devin Booker's pe- an overrated player. Yeah,
1: though. why? Dropping 70 points? So all of a, I, so, out I mean, of a sudden, sudden... No,
0: I'm, I'm just looking at the body of work, and, like, it's not necessarily what he's done. It's more so is what his skill set is. Devin Booker isn't going to give you a lot, like defensively, but that's a kid who can uh-huh. put up. I think in his career can be a twenty-five point a game guy. He can shoot the lights out of the ball and he can score. I think that's that's it's necessary uh, mm-hmm. in the NBA. But I look at or like okay, look at Chris Stapps. Chris Stapps was a guy that was booed when he was drafted. Yeah, and, simple. And it's, it's
1: simple. That's that's the American but, thing to but, do. Yeah, you
0: know. But the thing is, is, is that you just don't know. For every Chris Evans, Porzingis, you get guys like Andre Bagnani. You Have those guys, and that's why I think that we're so against the foreign players because they're because there's there's such a, a stigma of guys not adjusting to the American game. Hmm. But I mean, look at Nico Miritic. Nico Miritich was supposed to be like the mold of like Dirk Nowitzki, he was Chris Dabs before Chris Dabs.
1: <laughs> okay, Carlos Portis. What's that? Okay, Carlos Portis. I'm not a Portis guy, yeah. I'm
0: not. <laughs> No, I've I've never been a Bobby Portis guy, but I I see Nico, and I'm not a Nico fan. I I honestly can't stand Nico Miritich's game. Who the guy who gives you five pump fakes and then a a three? He shoots three, though. I don't. But he he bricks more. He's he's
1: the best. He's the best three point shooter right now for the chicago bulls
0: sure yeah that might be so i just don't i don't think he's i think for yes he's good for this team because he can give you some offense but in terms of him as a as a championship level player i don't think i don't think he's a rotation guy on a championship level team i just don't think he's a very good player
1: so who, who do you think is the best player right now for the bulls
0: best player right now for the bulls um probably zach levine when he's healthy I think he's about. I think he's the best player they have. Uh, Justin right. Holiday is a guy you can make an argument for. He's a nice player. Um, I'm actually really excited though to see like Larry Markkinen and what he can do.
1: Yeah, from Finland.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should be a nice player. You can shoot the three ball. Mm,
1: yeah. Same with Zochi. Have Ooh. you Have you seen Zochi?
0: I have not. Known.
1: The guy. The guy. Um. The reincarnated um Yao Mi who plays for Houston.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I. I. I've seen. I mean, I've I've seen some decent players, uh, for uh, for what the Bulls have, but I just they're the worst team in basketball right now. And it's just kind of just reaching for scraps right now, and hopefully we get the number one pick. But I don't, I haven't seen anybody on uh, on the college level. That's oh yeah, the I, think, one pick. I, think, um, I
1: think I think Michael um, Porter Junior. Yeah, I think I think the 2018 draft. If Chicago can, if I don't know. I just don't know how how's that gonna work out, but I think he has some Chicago roots and yeah. I yeah. So.
0: no I'll wait, in, in terms of Michael Porter, has has anyone really discussed like what his game is like? I, my, personally, I saw a high school game last year. He's great. Last he's great.
1: He's it,
0: great. he's like a scoring? Cause I, I saw like one of his games. It was kind of like late at night, and I was it was in Washington, and I watched a little bit of it, but I, I ended up going to bed. But it, it's his. Like in terms of like what the Bulls need, what would he provide for the Bulls? Like a scorer? Is he like a point forward? Cause he's, he's, he's a he's big. a scorer. He's a scorer.
1: Simple.
0: Yeah, I don't know. See, my my issue was uh, with a guy like with a guy like uh, Michael Porter. Is you think you're getting like this st- big, strong scoring uh, type forward like like a Carmelo Anthony here. like one of those guys that can just you know get buckets and you end up with a guy like Rudy Gay, who's a nice player. Mm -hmm. but isn't a superstar in this league, which is what you want out of the number one pick. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. And uh, so uh, another topic I wanted to touch base with you on is uh, the explosion this week of Giannis, he's had quite the week.
1: Very cool, Giannis for MVP.
0: Giannis for MVP. Yeah, I saw your tweet earlier this week, and I was just... Yeah, I saw mm. I as much as I, I love Giannis I love his game and I think he's gonna eventually be the best player in basketball. And I see that to yeah, 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 Tweet yeah. back at you, I'm like is LeBron dead or something.
1: Yeah, he's like twenty two, bro. He and is. just just imagine they're playing with all Jabari Parker. So if you have that big three, Jabari Parker, Giannis Atis contumpo and uh Chris Middleton playing together on the floor at the same time.
0: Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Brogdon. He's nice yeah,
1: he's he's a he's a he's a, another piece of the puzzle, but um if you have three guys running things in Milwaukee, um. yeah, I don't
0: know. I, I like. I mean, I like the idea of of uh, Giannis's game, but the thing I really just it might not come this year, or next year, it'll your probably fo- be in the your, next only year. Your
1: fouls problem.
0: No, not necessarily that, but the jump shot. Jump shot. Adding mm. a jump shot. Mm. And I, I I feel like that's going to be a necessary part to his game, as mm. as gifted as he is and as. As smoothly as he looks like he runs on the basketball court.
1: My problem is my problem with him is um, picking up some nasty injury in this league. Like, yeah. I feel like his game is way more, his his game is too aggressive to, the, to a point, yeah, they, you know, so it's like I just, I just have some fear like he's gonna go down one day because he always wants to dunk or to, like- to make some, um you know, you know, crazy, 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 crazy moves.
0: Yeah, but I don't. Know. I yeah. feel like I feel like it's gonna be really taxing on his knees because I look at his height
1: mm.
0: and, and what it what it brings to the table and how much stress it's gonna put on his knees. Because I and you, you look at some of the big guys like like retired big men in the NBA, not even Hall of Famers, but retired big men have so much stress on those knees. And he's what he's a seven footer that can handle the basketball. And
1: and I don't like Jason Kidd's recent rotation. Uh, I will like having a guy like Thornmaker, right? I think Thornmaker and Yanis should not be on the floor at the same time. Mm. Yeah, here's the thing: you don't want to have Yanis playing for playing through 82 games before going to, to play um, in the playoffs, right? Because he he will probably face Toronto, he will probably face um um the Boston Celtics or the Cleveland Cavaliers. So you want you want him to get some some rest before going to the playoffs. You don't want him to be like to that be, leader to play every to play through 82 games right now. So last year. what Jason Kish should do right now is to um, help Paul make a grow to a point where he can um, play some nights when Yanis uh, is off yeah. or yeah, but but just don't have just don't overuse him like
0: yeah no yeah I think that was an issue with Russell last year with yeah. uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, so then. You, you look at, like, the landscape of the East and, and relative to how Giannis is playing with the Bucks, do you feel like now with the with the injury to Gordon Hayward, do you feel like that should propel the Bucks to hopefully maybe even getting the number one seed considering how much Cleveland rests their guys? Do you think that that's at all a possibility?
1: Cleveland losing against, um, losing versus the um, Brooklyn Nets, um, it was a wake up call for me. I don't think Cleveland Cavaliers can compete for the first seed in the Western in the Eastern I mean, Conference.
0: I mean, it is a regular season NBA yeah, game.
1: still, but NBA. um, yeah, like, all right, Wade is already complained that he's tired. Derrick Rose is Mister Injury. Yeah, huh, I mean, so, but you so you is can't. Kyrie,
0: though. He, has struggled with injuries for a uh, while, and he was their point guard.
1: But um, but you don't have that you um youthful force in Cleveland like um. The one you have in Boston, you have yeah, um, Jalen really Brown, like Jason Tatum. You just have guys who can like give one hundred and ten percent every night.
0: Yeah, but that was a narrative last year that Cleveland was too old, and then they blew Boston out of the out of the water. If they're they one Avery Bradley uh, crazy bounce away from sweeping Boston last year, and I just I don't know, I just feel like Boston didn't even get better this year. I mean they got Kyrie Irving, who's a really nice piece, but they gave up a lot of. Their depth last year, which a lot of people were fond of last year, to go and get acquire a guy like Kyrie Irving, I just, I I feel like every year the narrative is oh Cleveland looks bad in the regular season and then what happened last year they 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 won what fifteen, they or not fifteen I think they won but they had one loss Cle- throughout the end. Cle- 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 Cleveland, Cleveland
1: right now is all about LeBron James. What Cleveland right now is all about LeBron James. You don't have any anybody to complete the puzzle with LeBron. You can't depend on Tristan Thompson. He's not. Effective,
0: yeah. I think other than Kevin Love, I don't. I really don't trust anybody else on that roster. Because I, I mean, I like Love. Dwayne Wade's a nice player, but he's old, and he he has some broken down knees. The, you we really don't know the future of Isaiah Thomas. Derrick Rose has had his issues. Uh, J R Smith can come and go uh in terms of offensive production. Cal Corvus isn't a guy who can really shoot in the playoffs. Jeff,
1: Jeff Green maybe.
0: Yeah, he's I mean, he's he's an older player, but he he gives you a little bit on offense. Um, don't expect too much from him on defense. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, I, I mean, I I look at that and I look at the landscape of the East and I just especially after the Gordon Hayward injury, I just I just do not see much competition.
1: And then that, the that right that's now. a reason why I still believe Golden State will like sweep the I don't think sweep uh, Oh. Because you don't have a scorer besides LeBron James, you don't have yeah. anybody scoring you you 20, Kevin 20,
0: Love. Kevin Love is not averaging
1: even fifteen points per game this season. I
0: know, I don't know. But you, okay, but you're looking at it in terms of production rather than the ability of the player. Kevin uh, Love, Kevin Love in, in Minnesota is was capable of twenty five and ten every night. Uh, he was a very I, and Kevin Kevin Love is is in the practice practice
1: right pra- practice makes perfect. If you're not shooting. In the regular season, you I'm not sure you're gonna play well in the
0: playoffs. I know, but we saw last year. I mean, I mean, even in the finals, I feel like now with Kyrie Irving gone, you because it, here's the thing: it, it, in the arc of LeBron's career, what we've seen with him is yes, the big three. When he went to Miami, he obviously played really well in Cleveland by himself. But when he came to Miami, he one of the guys had it took take a back seat. That was you know Chris Bosh. We didn't have to see like hypothetically if Dwayne Wade is frustrated and he left we haven't had we haven't had the opportunity to, to see the third guy being placed at, at the number 2 in terms of mm-hmm. uh, leadership uh, in terms of your yeah, leadership and and, and ability and and production and being that second guy and I think Kevin Love who did a great job being a one I feel like him in this role is going to be that, that you, do you, a you, better you, job. you
1: don't need leadership in Cleveland Cleveland is the most dictatorial... NBA team right now, LeBron James is everything. LeBron James can not decide the fate I mean, of a coach I mean, we've today. Seen with
0: so. so, I mean, but we've seen we've seen results out of the that in, in terms of LeBron what? having a voice. We've seen mm. Cleveland outside of LeBron James. Cleveland sports, in in general, I mean, obviously the Indians are having success right now, but Cleveland Cavalier basketball outside of LeBron James has never really experienced any type of real success. I mean, you have the you had the Mark Price years. I'm in the 90s, but you have Jordan taking the shot over Craig Ulo, but I mean So so
1: what happens after LeBron James? Do you think LeBron James oh, is going to continue playing like a monster for the next five years?
0: Um, I think that we're going to see him maybe see a little bit of a decline in terms of athleticism, but I think LeBron will either, A, retire because he'd rather be playing at the peak of his ability, or, two, we see him sort of take uh, take a little bit of a step back in terms of, We'll see him run things like the point guard. You won't see him going to the basket as much. You'll see him be the distributor that he, he likes doing and and setting up his offensive uh, sets. We'll probably see a little more of that, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Back to the Golden State Warriors. Do you think, with five games so far, do you think the Golden State Warriors can st- can uh, get back to the first seat in the Western Conference? Uh, I
0: think five, they can. I'm just not five, sure that it's necessary.
1: Five bad games like. The loss against Houston, um, Memphis, uh, yeah. I mean, I and some don't... some bad games, like, versus Toronto.
0: Well, here's my thing. Uh, and, and This is really just the NBA. This is solely an NBA thing. Talent is king. And, the Golden State Warriors are the most talented team in basketball right now. And, regardless of what the record says, they have the ability to, uh, barring injury, like, explode. And, I I think that uh, come uh, playoff time, I think that they'll be ready. Similar to what we talk about Cleveland every year, and there's always it's always hit the ban uh, the panic button in Cleveland and that there's so much panic, and how they might not bring it come playoff time, and then what do they do? They turn it on in the playoff, and I think that's uniquely a basketball thing, considering that it, it's so top heavy and how it's dictated by the play of the stars. That I, I really I don't worry about Golden State. I think yeah. Golden State's gonna play well regardless. Hmm.
1: Yeah, with Memphis picking up some rhythm, Houston, um, I'm scared. Right. If if um, OKC can figure out how to um, play Westbrook, Anthony, and uh, Paul George at the same time, yeah, I think they can compete in the Western Conference. And with the Clippers, like I said, they trade Atlanta Chris Paul to the Houston Rockets. The Clippers benefited from that trade in terms of depth, um, scoring, and and also
0: yeah. Is the g- defense work. Yeah, d- uh,
1: defense. Yeah.
0: But I mean, D'Antoni's never been a guy that's been very conscious or really willing for defense.
1: Oh, he got Chris Paul, one of the most defensive guard in the in the league. So
0: yeah, best yeah star point guard. Star, yeah, he's really good defensively. Um, I, I wanted to shift a little bit over to uh, Kyrie Irving who's um I I just checked pretty recently he's shooting about 37 and a half from the field. Uh like 32 and a half from three point range. Uh how do you think that he's going to be able, how do you think he's going to handle? I think, uh, the I, think I
1: think Lord? I think Kerry was better with LeBron. He's not that lone star who can like um change an entire team or an entire team can build itself around uh, KI yeah, he's not a player. He's not the, the LeBron James. Like he's like Steph Curry. Steph Curry, the Golden State Warriors is not built around Steph Curry. Although he's like the best uh, player defense. in term- Yeah, he's like the face of the team. But a key player like Draymond Green in defense, you have Clay Thompson, who's um he's he's good offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that. Same scenario in um in Boston, you have. C- Carrie Irving, who is like Steph Curry, right,
0: and then very, uh, I mean in terms of dimension, pardon? Uh very one-dimensional player.
1: Yeah, so he's just um, a great offensive player, he's
0: but you don't. You, yeah, you
1: you don't have, you don't have you don't have you don't have um um. pieces to complete the puzzle you don't have a great defensive player you don't have another player to help him offensively Jalen Brown cannot score in this league he can't average like 25 points points per game if you want to compete at that level in the Eastern Conference you have to have another player who can like um complement your effort um offensively whether defensively or so you just can't he's not that lone soldier um for any team in the NBA I don't
0: know at least in, as much as I've knocked on someone like a Russell Westbrook I see different I see other players in the league and I look at Kyrie Irving who I like I like as a player I like his game the issue is I just don't feel like his style and the way he plays is something that's a culture changer when I look at someone like LeBron James I look at someone like James even James Harden or Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook I look at their talent and it's transcendent enough to create a culture and to do like multiple things like look at James Harden James Harden Actually, I think the common denominator in this, all of this is one, all of these players, regardless of what you may think of them, they make other players better. And I think Russell's starting to get that now that he, he's had a second chance at having stars on his team with uh, uh, Paul George and, and uh, Carmelo Anthony. Is a common denoma- uh, denominator is this all, is that these guys elevate the level of the people around them in terms of their, their performance. And you, you look at the, what happened in Houston. They. James Harden was a really nice player. He obviously didn't mesh very well with Dwight Howard or or uh, Kevin McHale. And you bring in a guy like D'Antoni, who's gonna really start to have James Harden
1: bloom. Kevin Kevin McHale said James Harden's is a leader. You can't build a team around James Harden. I yeah. don't know.
0: But I and but I, I look at um, is that
1: just a trash talk or
0: do you? I, well, actually, I'll ask you about that. Do you believe that's a fair criticism?
1: Hmm. I don't think so.
0: No. No. I mean, I look at James Harden, I love James Harden's game. guy who can distribute, he can shoot, he can get to the basket. He gets to the foul, right? That's particularly yeah. what I like about him. Um, so, I, I, obviously, defense is a knock against him, but that's been a knock against him his entire career. Hmm. But in terms of, like, what, getting back to Kyrie Irving is that, you look at LeBron, or you look at Russell Westbrook, you look at a Kevin Durant, their talent is going to transcend the culture, and they're going to elevate the level of others, and I just don't see that with Kyrie in terms of his game, who's a really nice player. It's not to discredit Kyrie as a player. I just view what he brings to the table, and I just don't feel like that elevates a culture.
1: Yep. I think till LeBron James... Till we LeBron James says, um, I don't want to play
0: basketball again. I think... <laughs> He's the king of the East.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And I feel like he scared off a lot of stars in, into the West. And I feel like the Eastern Conference can be so much better than it is. But we see all these players Watch going out. to the West. Wash out.
1: wash out for the Conference Finals versus the Bucs.
0: The Bucs? Yeah. I, I mean, I'd pay to see that. That's be a good Conference yeah. Finals. I'm interested, to see, uh, I'm interested to see how the West plays out um, with uh, Houston. If they can get it together. You look at Golden State. Make sure that they're healthy at the end of the year. It's a lot of good A lot of good basketball.
1: Steve, Steve, Steve Kerr is still figuring out how to um, handle this roster, run, run, run the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. What is, is um, Patrick McCall or coming in as a six man? Um, or whether, it, who's, who's the other guy? Um, for Nick Young.
0: Yeah. Who a, was a nice shooter for them, which, yeah. you know, shocker. I didn't realize they needed more shooters. Hmm. But yeah. it's just uh, a lot of good NBA stuff to uh, uh, be aware of. Well, thanks, Vandy, man. We it's a lot of good stuff today. All right, all right. So a lot of great stuff uh, there in uh, the uh, Vandy and I's discussion. Um, a lot of good stuff this week. Not only uh, not only from the NBA, but just uh, just sports in general. There was uh, there was a great uh, baseball game last night with the World Series at, uh, that that won eleven and Houston was able to squeak one out, which is good. It evens up the series. Uh, going on two oh that's almost a death sentence and. Uh, in baseball, but uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm no stranger to comebacks. Uh, being a huge um, Chicago Cub fan, we had we had a great comeback last year, going being down three one. I'd like to see Houston win. I'm I'm not a fan of uh, of watching the team that beat uh, my team winning. So yeah, Houston would be a, a nice surprise for that win. But uh, getting back to Vanny uh, and I, talk a lot of great discussion about the the outlook of the Eastern Conference and as well as the Western Conference. Uh, I know we dove into it a little bit last week, but uh, circumstances have changed uh, dramatically since we last talk. Uh, talked in terms of uh, the elevation of Giannis and and, and uh, LeBron taking over at point and uh you know, not, uh, but Golden State and the way they've emerged, uh, and ne- negatively in the sense that they've had uh, a slower start than we'd expected, but. I think that talent will reign and will rule the day. So, a lot of great stuff this week. Uh, we appreciate all while your guys' listens, and uh, hopefully you guys tune in next week. All right, guys. Thanks.